strange, meaningless thought. The shell appears strong, but the inside is right. It's time to be stirred. The time is now. The winds have changed. Read the signs. No time to hide. The winds have changed. Millennia ago, from the little cave on the tiny island of Patmos in the Aegean Sea, the heavens opened. Since then, the world has been fascinated by the cosmic upheaval brewing on the horizon of history. The upheaval is now upon us. It is within us. To some degree, it always has been. But there has been a sudden and violent shift in the affairs of the world. The winds have changed. Heaven will not be silent. Let's now join Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Koska, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and author of A Mother's Plea, for the winds have changed. Together we can pave the way for a hopeful response to the signs of our times. Everybody and welcome. Tony, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Nick over there, uh, running, running in. Yeah, it kind of uh, feels like you're, uh, what is it, three bears. Yeah. Somebody's in your studio. Everything's kind of... <laughs> You have to fix it and get everything back to work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. On t- top of running in and doing all this. Exactly. Um, let's pray. And then uh, yes. I got a, a number of things I want to share with you today. Yesterday was uh, the feast of uh, St. Paul Miki and companions. And just reading the gospel and, and the account of the, uh, the martyrdom, I'm, I'm wondering how um, others, the shepherds, <laughs> and the church read this and yet further a narrative that seems to go that really seems to go contrary to the uh the gospel mandate to go out and make disciples of all nations um we'll talk about that <laughs> but uh it's it's a, the, the reading yesterday for the feast day and the, the reading from the uh, martyrdom of St. Paul Miki, who happened to be a Jesuit, by the way. Um, very interesting. But let's pray, and then we'll talk about that, and then uh, some other things uh, hopefully we'll get into. Uh, let's pray, everybody, as we should begin always immediately. Otherwise, we get well into the show and uh, sometimes miss the prayer altogether. Yeah. You know? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel. May by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection to the same Christ, our Lord. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, the soul and divinity, of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless, and the treasure of compassion, inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. O most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of Mercy, at this most critical time we entrust the United States of America to your loving care. Most Holy Mother, we beg you, Reclaim this land for the glory of your Son. Overwhelmed with the burden of the sins of our nation, we cry to you from the depths of our hearts and seek refuge in your motherly protection. Look down with mercy upon us and touch the hearts of our people. Open our minds to the great worth of human life and to the responsibilities that accompany human freedom. Free us from the falsehoods that lead to the evil of abortion and threaten the sanctity a family life. Grant our country the wisdom to proclaim that God's law is the foundation on which this nation was founded, and that he alone is the true source of our cherished rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. O merciful Mother, give us the courage to reject the culture of death and the strength to build a new culture of life. And trusting in your most powerful intercession, we pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin, a virgin's our mother. To thee do we come. Before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, Despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer us. O Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Paul Miki and his companions, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm just looking at this uh, quote from the prophet Zephaniah. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have, uh, who have observed his law. Seek justice, seek humility. Perhaps you may be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. That was actually the reading we were talking about the other mm -hmm. day. Uh, your reading. Um, the one I read. The one you read. Yeah. I'd like to claim it. As I, I'm not, you're, 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 you're not Zephaniah, right? right. Far, um, far from it. So, you know, anyway, I, I want to, I, 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 uh, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're, we're not, uh, well, let me, you know, before we do that, let me just um, find here, I, I, before I go into Paul Meeky and this reading, I just, uh, maybe this would be a good way to get into this. I want to go back to uh, Sunday's uh, readings and, uh I'm sure you know everybody's heard the uh, the phrase "love covers a multitude of sins," and we didn't talk about this on Friday. No, I don't think no. we did. Love covers a multitude of sins. Uh, the phrase comes from the first letter of Saint Peter, uh, and I quote: "The end of all things is near. Therefore, be fervent, clear-minded, and sober, so that you may, so that you can pray. Above all, love one another deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins." Uh, the first reading on Sunday from the prophet Isaiah alludes to this truth as well, as it calls us 
to share the bread, shelter the oppressed, clothe the naked, and do not turn our back on our own. If we put love into action as reparation, and that's a key word, as reparation, restitution, recompense, these are three important words for our sins. The scripture says light will break into our lives and vindication will go forth. In other words, punishment for our sins will be mitigated or lightened and the glory of the Lord shall be our rear guard. That's Catholic teaching. Uh, We get, again, reparation, restitution, recompense. Uh, If we put love into action, uh, our sins... uh, will be, the, the, the punishment for our sins will be mitigated or lightened, and the glory of the Lord shall be our rear guard. In fact, that's what the, uh, the Blessed Mother has said in many of the apparitions, you know, that if you, you know, pray for the conversion of sinners, uh, do penance, um, return to God, uh, that the uh, chastisement, which would be our own doing if we continue to to go down a path away from God, we bring this upon ourselves. But if we, uh, if we convert the consequences of our bad behavior, our sinful behavior, will be mitigated or lightened. Um, for our part, uh, and this is, again, extrapolating from the uh, readings this past Sunday, uh, for our part, we have to remove from ourselves false accusations, malicious, m- malicious speech, oppressive behavior. We're not to contribute to the toxicity prevalent in society today or even in our homes. Toxicity is, is a poison. Our faith in Christ compels us to avoid physical or verbal intimidation, to avoid the subtle art of talking down to others, and I want to kind of, kind of want to come back to that, talking down to others, or just unjustified criticism and the shaming of others. Uh, these are only a few things, among many other things, that feed the, an environment of toxicity where one feels unjustifiably diminished. And many today in the society and in the church are feeling this way. I, this, this word gaslighting, uh, I, I bring it up from time to time, uh, I'd like to try to define it a little bit here. Gaslighting has led many to feeling emotionally abused, manipulated into distrusting, dis- distrusting the reality of God and his Ten Commandments, which are written into the hearts of us all. Now, what is gaslighting? It's a devious form of narcissism with an objective to make us feel guilty of an assortment of false phobias if we stand against the proclivities, the proclivities of a society that has replaced God with self-determination. In other words, rather than adhere to God's revelation of truth with a big T, an individual or groups of individuals canonize and impose on others their own strong instincts or likings that oppose faith, virtue, valor, which serve the common good. Uh, Jesus tells us we're, we're to be the salt of the earth, a light of, uh, the light, light of the world. If we ignore his call to us, we may be Christian in name, Catholics in name, but not in practice. And as the Lord says, we will be trampled underfoot. We always have to look at that, uh, uh, the downside of that, right? Elsewhere, Jesus uses a metaphor warning us, we will be branches cut from the vine and therefore wither away. Apart from him, we, because he's a vine, we will wither away. Again, the downside to our participating in any form of apostasy going away from the faith that's been handed down to us. In the gospel, the Lord cautioned us not to let the salt go flat 
or the light to be hidden. On the contrary, we, by virtue of baptism, we bear a missionary mandate that others see our good deeds and experience our sincere faith. In this, our Heavenly Father is glorified in all we do and all we say. Now, because we have a natural inclination to be centered on ourselves, we keep the discipline of the faith, which is nurtured through prayer, through the prayerful reading of sacred scripture, through faithful participation in the sacramental life of the church. All this is indispensable and upholding the dignity of others. In this regard, we never forget that charity begins at home. After having heard the word of God, when we go to Mass, we renew our fiat, which means our yes, to the covenant that binds us to God and binds us to God's law and to one another. Uh, we offer our lives, quoting again, uh, I say again because I'm always quoting St. Paul, because this is our proper participation in the Holy Mass. We offer our lives a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, our spiritual worship. We enter into and embrace the holy sacrifice of Jesus laying our lives on the altar. We do this in, with, for, and through Jesus that our Heavenly Father receive us and that we have holy communion with the risen Lord who feeds us with himself and sends us to go forth as the salt of the earth and a light to the nations, to bear witness, to bear witness. Okay, so that's kind of a, a, a prelude, I guess, into uh, what I want to speak about uh, today. I want to read uh, from the gospel that was read yesterday on the Feast of St. Paul, Miki and Companions. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. And I really want you to stay with me because uh, the, the, the narrative today and, and this is, you know, I, I, and when I, so when I go back to this, you know, that we're not, we don't talk down to. I, I'm, I'm very, uh, um, very much aware of this because I, I, I think as I was a young in religion, uh, even as a seminarian, even as a priest, so often when I was in meetings with uh, uh, personnel from the archdiocese or other priests or other religious, often there was a sense that. We're, we're children, little children being talked down to. And, uh, you know, you, you can come in and uh, mutilate a, a church, beautiful church, and convince the people, kind of gaslight the people into believing that, well, this is what the church wants, this is what we have to do, this is going to be for your good, uh, for the for the good of the faith, for whatever reason, you know, we get we get rid of the statues, we get rid of the vigil lights, we remove the tabernacle to some other room or to a side of the the side of the church, uh, we replace the crucifix with a risen Christ, and uh, any and, and then the church ends up looking like uh, uh, just a simple hall, yeah, uh, the sacred images uh, that. The, the senses, you know, the, 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 those beautiful things that speak to our senses, because we're very, the Catholic faith is very photo, um, is it photogenic or it's, uh, it's, 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 it's photogenic. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it speaks to the senses, to all the five senses. Photogenic probably isn't the, pro the proper word to use, but, um, unless we strip the church of, uh, Anything that brings us to uh, uh, to look to the uh, the transcendent, uh, as everything was, you know, we're going to make everything pretty horizontal, so that even the, the gold chalices were replaced with. Uh, this is uh, back, you know, in the seventies and in the eighties and all that. Uh, part of my experience, it still happens in some places, but you know, you don't want gold. 
You don't want, in, in other words, the, the beautiful, the, the things that God created, mm-hmm. gold and uh, the stone and silver and uh, the, the wood, you know, all this, you know, we use God's creation. Uh, you know, we give back to God first what belongs to God, what God created. And I, I, often it was, criti- I've, I've heard it criticized, I've heard criticism of uh, poor places in Mexico, for, because you have some of the most beautiful churches in Mexico mm-hmm. and uh, in very poor areas. And the criticism uh, often, or you hear people say this even at the Vatican, well, they should sell all the, uh, the, 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 the artwork and all the treasures, the treasures and, and give it to the poor and we'll be better off. The poor will be better off. Uh, you know, well, let's just go to the uh, uh, little village in a uh, little place in Mexico where they've got this uh, a beautiful church adorned with uh, the gold and the silver and uh, beautiful sta- uh, images of uh, the saints, iconography and the like. You know, that, that, that church is always at the center. It's in the, the Zocalo. It's, 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 it belongs to the people. That's mm-hmm. their common home. That's their common sanctuary. That's where they offer right worship uh, to God. That's where they thank God. Uh, that's where they offer prayers of supplication. Uh, that's where they uh, ask forgiveness for their sins in a, in a collective, corporate way, uh, uh, individually as well as collectively. Um, so, uh, the, 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 but, but so, so this idea of talking down, I'm using that as an example, the kind of uh, gaslighting that well this is way this is the way it's got to be and everybody you know as, as, as Catholics you know we we humbly say okay yes you know you you, you know best and um, really I have no uh, you know you you got the voice I don't have the voice and so even even now with this the churches in this uh, this whole process of synod and the, the synod on synodality it's it's about inclusion about welcoming about uh, listening. And, uh, but what's, what's, which is, uh, all this is a, a good thing is I'll come to eventually. Um, but, you know, who's running the show? And uh, who's got the voice? And who's being gaslighted or being talked down to? Or who's been ostracized? Who's been pushed to the fringe? Uh, you know, I think of the simple Catholics that come to this parish, not not only on Sunday but every day, and and I hear their confessions. And you know, these are the these are really when when Pope Benedict said that the false deities will be unmasked through the, the humble faith of the the suffering faith rather of humble believers. Uh, I look at these people and I think you know they're they're the, they're going to confound the wise of this world because they're holding to the faith. Uh, they're not woke in the sense that uh, that uh, the society is woke. It, it, it's, as I've said many times, and we have to really caution ourselves on this, it's, yes, it's important to be in dialogue uh, with the world because God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son not to condemn but to save the world. Uh, people chose rather to stay in darkness. They chose not to come into the light for fear their deeds be exposed. Now, what's hidden in the, in the dark will come into the light as uh, scripture says but the, the the problem is that it seems it, it doesn't just seem it the, the reality is that um there's this idea of inclusivity this welcoming that is uh void of the gospel mandate to go and preach repentance from repent from your sins, conversion of life, holiness of life, life in Christ, die to yourself, decrease that he increase, lose yourself that he be found, that we come to the realization that we're nothing, we have nothing, we can do nothing apart from uh, Christ. And, and, and part of the narrative that we keep hearing is don't 
proselytize. Okay, now it depends on how do you how do you define proselytize? In other words, Jesus is going to make disciples of all nations, but uh, the Holy Father Himself and I'm being you know none of us none of us are above criticism. In this room, saying you know we're not we're not little children. You know we all by virtue of baptism we we exercise a priestly, kingly, and prophetic office, and uh, you know down through the ages saints have held popes to accountability. I think of St. Catherine of Siena as a prime example. And it's, uh, you know, we absolutely uh, hold in high esteem the office of the papacy, the office of the episcopacy, uh, the priesthood. We need priests. We need the bishops. They're indispensable. We need the pope. He's the successor of Peter. He's indispensable to the life of the church. Uh, to govern, to sanctify, uh, uh, to, 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 to read for us the signs of the times, to, to offer his prophetic office, but to preserve and protect, to serve the Lord. As Pope John Paul II said, I haven't the authority to change. As, as these people are protesting, again, I repeat this so often because it's just a clear example, but they're, uh, the people are protesting, burning effigies of the pope and uh, again, the helium-filled condoms, like balloons, uh, floating uh, above and beyond, around the Pope, and the Holy Father protesting what? But the Church's teachings on marriage and sexuality and the like, and, and he humbly said, I haven't the authority to change these things. But, uh, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, it's, uh, that uh, if, 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 if I say this, or if I, if I repeat to you, uh, you know, the Pope, trying to understand, and I mean, I've been trying to understand this idea that, you know, don't, you know, we don't, uh, like, when, when people have come and said, you know, I, uh, there, was this, there was a clear example of a woman who brought to the Holy Father people who had, she had uh, basically converted to Christ. And he says, no, 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 no. Um, or that they've come away from... Uh, their own denominational Christianity into the mother church, into the Catholic church. No, 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 no. We don't do, we don't do that. That's, that's against ecumenism. Um, I used the example a couple of weeks ago, and this is a, a new cardinal in Goa who uh, put 2,000, as I read it, 2,000 catechists to a, a, a day retreat or a congress or whatever, and uh, the, the narrative there now is, one God, seven lamps. In other words, one God, but you've got many ways. Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, uh, Krishna, and uh, the, the, how many is that? That's Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, Krishna. Well, there's two others. Uh, I don't remember the, the two others. But, the, but mm-hmm. anyways, one God... Seven lambs. Wow. So, so all. So Jesus Christ is re, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. God incarnate, God who came to us in the flesh, to teach us and show us a way, to redeem us and save us. God who created us, redeemed us, and wants to sanctify us, is reduced to one God among many gods. Now I, I I get the point. You know we're not gonna we're not uh, we've never this has never been about you know you don't beat the the uh, you don't take the Bible and beat people over the heads with the Bible. You can't force anybody into the faith, uh, but the invitation has to be extended, and we do have a gospel mandate, which will uh, I'll read this as soon as we come back. But you get the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. And so you know we as 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 priests. As uh, Catholics in the pews, uh, who are, are, are choose not to be woke to the uh, uh, the times in which we're living, because we see uh, some nefarious forces working ag- against our very identity, our very faith, which is we find quite liberating. Sinners though we may be, you know, we don't want that the church 
the church, well, the church has no authority to rewrite the laws of God. And I'm not saying the Pope is going to do that. But, but the rhetoric, the narrative, the stuff that's being spoken about uh, from the lips of cardinals and, uh, and, and I say even the, the Pope himself, you know, clarify a little bit for us. You know, what, what do you mean don't evangelize or don't, uh, uh, don't uh, uh, you know, leave people be where they are? You know, if we believe that the, the, in the riches, and by, by riches I don't mean monetary riches, but the deep spiritual riches of our sacred tradition, Judeo-Christian tradition, the, the Catholic faith, for all its flaws, because again, we're the, we're the church militants, so we're in the battles, so we're always in a spiritual war, but we look to the church triumphant and how the saints in their day and their time, you know, fought to preserve and to propagate, to perpetuate what was handed down to them because it is life-giving, liberating, and healing because Jesus was discovered truly by God's grace as the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no other way to the Father but through the Son. That's Catholic teaching. Um, does that mean that others are going to hell? Now, if, if through no fault of their own they don't know him, God knows what's in the heart of all people. But, but the church has a, a gospel mandate to make Jesus known so that he be loved and that he be served. Because in doing so, we're adding to, we're bringing order into a disordered society. We're bringing light into the world's darkness. We're the leaven, the, as I just read, you know, you're, the salt, you're the salt of the earth, a light to the nations. But if, if, if the salt goes flat, if it, if it appeases and accommodates the spirit of the world, then it's good for nothing but to be trampled underfoot. You know, so we'll take a break, and I I, I got to share with you. You you you'll really appreciate this uh, uh, the story of uh, Saint Paul Miki and his companions who were uh, martyred in Nagasaki, in Japan. Um, but I'll pr- uh, pr- read the gospel, and then that, and then just and, and you know, and uh, you, you wonder, okay, how are our leaders, our shepherds, how do they read this? How, how, how do they read this? How do they interpret this? Or have we just become all of a sudden so progressive that everything that has preceded us is null and void? Well, then that's the, uh, the death of the church. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, don't go away. I, I will be right back. I'm Father Anthony on Winds of Change on the new EWTN Catholic Radio Voice for Chicagoland, WSFI, Catholic Radio on AM 750 WNDZ and on 88.5 FM WFSI. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy. St. Stan's is an exceptional private elementary school in Chicago, serving preschool, age 3 and 4, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grades. We incorporate Catholic values and rigorous academic social-emotional learning, Chinese, Spanish, STEM, and more providing our students with leadership and life skills to transform our world. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy is conveniently located one block north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. To schedule your tour, visit ststanschicago.org. ststanschicago.org. I'm Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Kostka, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and you are listening to The Winds of Change. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When Winds of Change is on the air Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the Winds of Change tile and click on the Listen Live button. 
or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. How long has it been since you have been to church? Busy schedule? Work? Or just lost interest? To be Catholic is not just merely attending Mass as just another weekend activity to be checked off the to-do list. Participation in the Sacred Liturgy gives you the opportunity to be intimately connected to Christ through the Holy Eucharist. You can also cleanse yourself of sin through the Sacrament of Reconciliation as a baptized Catholic. Come before the iconic monstrance to be in Christ's presence in the sacred silence of the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy. St. Stanislaus Koska Church is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. St. Stan's is just off the Kennedy, two blocks north of Division on Noble. Come back to Christ through the Sacred Liturgy and His gift of the sacraments at St. Stan's. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for being with us. I'm Father Anthony on Winds of Change, uh, TNT, Tony, Nick, and Tony here and, uh, in the heart of Chicago. Um, so uh, the Gospel, so, so yesterday, as, as I mentioned, yesterday was the, the feast day of St. Paul, Miki, and Companions. Now, St. Paul was born in Japan between uh, 1564 and uh, 1566, uh, entered the, the Society of Jesus. He was a Jesuit. He preached the gospel to the people with great, great success. Uh, but when persecution against Catholics became oppressive, he was arrested along with 25, 25 others. And after enduring torment and derision, they were finally taken to Nagasaki and they suffered crucifixion in 1597. So I want to begin by reading the gospel that was read on his, yesterday, on his feast day. Uh, and then, and again, as I'm reading it, think about the, the narratives, what's being said today uh, by the shepherds, not all of them, but some of the shepherds of our church. And this isn't just, this isn't unique to Catholicism. This isn't, in fact, we're, you know, the, a lot of the mainline uh, Protestant churches I just was listening this morning on uh, a pastor of a Methodist church. His name is, he's, he's transgendered, mm-hmm. his name is uh, Pentecostal. <laughs> you get that? Pentecost. Yeah. Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. His name is Penny. Costal, I listened to a little bit of his, his preaching, mm-hmm. which is, again, talk about gaslighting, uh, because you, it's all, it all sounds so good, you know, this this idea that, uh, people have been excluded, and, and, and anyway, uh, pretty clever, right? Uh, pretty clever, <laughs> Nick, right? Penny Costa, has na- so he transgis- he, uh, he's a pastor in a Methodist right. church, a transgender. Uh, his, so it was a, uh, uh, a boy, a man, mm-hmm. who became uh, a woman, uh, which is, uh, you can't really become a woman, uh, but identifies as a woman and changes his yeah, name to Pastor Penny Costal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, you know, we're we're in a, it's a weird time. I mean, this is a uh, some people call it the clown show. Um, all due respect, but I, I, no, no, all due respect because you can't respect, you know, when we're being toyed with, when yeah. we're being, uh, uh, you know, uh, abused uh, basically and. Uh, but So listen to the Gospel. So yesterday, this is from the, the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always unto the end of the age. I thank God for that last sentence. Behold, I am with you till the end of the age. Um, remember, Jesus says, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Remember, Jesus said, Peter, I pray for you. And Peter was the Pope, the head of the church. Peter, I pray for you because you need to know, you must know that Satan means to sift you all like wheat. St. Paul, I repeat this over and over because it just stays with me. Uh, when he was leaving Ephesus, he, he spoke to the priests and he says, and he said, I'm leaving with a clean conscience because I did not withhold from you 
the full, the full counsel of God. But you better know that the wolves are coming to divide, devour, destroy, and they'll come from among you. Now, Paul Meekie and Companions, this is an account of the martyrdom of St. Paul Meekie. So the crosses were set in place. Father Pasio and Father Rodriguez took turns encouraging the victims, and there were 25. Their steadfast behavior was wonderful to see. The father, Bursar, stood motionless, his eyes turned heavenward. Brother Martin gave thanks to God's goodness by singing psalms. Again and again he repeated, Into your hands, Lord, I entrust my life. Brother Francis also thanked his, actually, Brother Francis Bronco, also thanked God in a loud voice. Brother Gonsalvo, in a very loud voice, kept saying, The Our Father and Hail Mary. Our brother Paul Meeke saw himself standing now in the noblest pulpit he had ever filled. To his congregation, quote-unquote, he began by proclaiming himself a Japanese and a Jesuit. He was dying for the gospel he preached. He gave thanks to God for this wonderful blessing, and he ended his sermon with these words. As I come to this supreme moment in my life, I am sure none of you would suppose I want to deceive you. And so I tell you plainly, there is no way to be saved except the Christian way. My religion teaches me to pardon my enemies and all who have offended me. I do gladly pardon the emperor and all who have sought my death. I beg them to seek baptism and to be Christians themselves. Then he looked at his comrades and began to encourage them in their final struggle. Joy glowed in all their faces and in Lewis's most of all. When a Christian in the crowd cried out to him, that he would soon be in heaven, his hands, his whole body, strained upward. Now remember, they're all hanging on the cross, on crosses, with such joy that every eye was fixed on him. Anthony, hanging at Lewis's side, looked toward heaven and called upon the holy names, Jesus, Mary. He began to sing a psalm, Praise the Lord, you children. He learned it in catechism class in Nagasaki. They take care there to teach the children some psalms to help them learn their catechisms, their catechism. Others kept repeating, Jesus, Mary. Their faces were serene. Some of them even took an urging, took to urging the people standing some of them even took to urging the people standing by, standing by to live worthy Christian lives. In these and other ways, they showed their readiness to die. Then, according to Japanese custom, the four executioners began to unsheathe their spears. At this, de- at this dreadful sight, all the Christians cried out, Jesus, Mary, and the storm of anguished weeping then rose to batter the very skies. The executioners killed them one by one, one thrust of the spear, then a second blow. It was over in a very short time. So having heard that, What is going on in the church today? I'm 
really baffled by what I read, what I hear, and wonder why. Or, or really, again, the it's 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 it, this sense of feeling. Okay, one is trying to understand, truly understand. But again, we're not children, and this is where Catholics have to defend their faith. As you know, as a Mexican told me uh, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my parishioners. He knew he's new here. He's a, actually a doctor, and he's uh, studying. Uh, doing some studies here in Chicago, both his wife, he and his wife are doctors. And uh, I believe it was, I, th- I think this was the one I was speaking to. Uh, but he was talking about how the uh, Cristeros, uh, how they had to defend the faith in Mexico against the Masons, who wanted to obliterate the church, closed churches, uh, uh, how many Christians were martyred, even to the point that... Uh, that in order to defend the faith, actually, they did take up arms, you know, but many saints were were born uh, from the martyrdom at that time. This was, I think, in the early uh, 20th century. I think so, yeah. Um, and, we, and we do have a number of parishioners who have family members who died in the uh, during that time, uh, ancestors that go back. But uh, what has happened that we're that we feel we have to whisper. Did, did I tell you about this a uh, friend of mine, uh, a parishioner actually, uh, who came to me? He came to my office uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, he, he waited in the office, and uh, he's a professor in a mm-hmm. university, and. Uh, he waited for me. He doesn't live in the area now. He lives in uh, Indiana. Um, and he, uh, they, they come by from time to time, uh, but they were, he was very active in the parish uh, way back when, so I'm here 32 years. But uh, he came in. He's, I knew him before he was married, and he and his wife are lo- just wonderful people, very devout Catholics. His whole family, very devout Catholics. And uh, he's got three children now. They're all almost all adults. Two of them. Uh, anyway, it just the time is just flying. Mm-hmm. But he came and we're talking, and and it's it, it and because he teaches in a university, uh, uh, we were talking about the the situation, what's going on in the world, what's happening in the church, and uh, and he and he all of a sudden, you know, he started whispering <laughs> and kind of looking uh, around his shoulder, and I and I said to him, I said I called him by name, and I says. Uh, do you realize you're whispering? You're in my, we're in, just you and I are in the office and you're whispering to me. But you see, this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what narcissism does. This is when individuals, a group of individuals, try to perpetuate or try to um, uh, in, instill uh, a way of thinking, a way of acting, a way of being that is contrary to the truth of who we are as created in the image and likeness of God, having been called to a very high standard, to walk a narrow path, to be in the discipline of the faith, when you've got those who want to accommodate, the, and, and maybe, it's not even matter, maybe it's not even a matter of wanting to accommodate the world, but uh, purposefully, in a very purposeful way, wanting to change. It's, it's, it's basically, you know, we, uh, when I mentioned in the, uh, uh, at the beginning, uh, uh, let me see if I can find that definition of, of narcissism. Uh, so or gas, gaslighting, gas rather, gaslighting. Gas yeah. Gaslighting uh, today has led many to feel emotionally abused, manipulated into distrusting the reality of God and His Ten Commandments, which are written into our hearts, the hearts of us all. Gaslighting is a devious form of narcissism with an objective to make us feel guilty of an assortment of false phobias if we stand against the proclivities of a society that has replaced God with self-determination. We will determine who we are, what we're going to do, 
and you're going to either uh, uh, surrender and submit to our ideology or, you know, or, 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 or you know, in, in worst-case scenario, uh, we could end up like uh, St. Paul Miki and his companions. In other words, rather than adhere to God's revelation of truth with a big T, uh, because, you know, if, if, if it's not like uh, Pope Benedict said, you know, it's, uh, uh, he spoke about relativism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we live in an age of relativism. But there's no truth. Your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. You know, the, you do your thing, I do my thing. No judgment. Yeah. You know. Um, love is love. God is love, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the, uh, the selective reading of mm-hmm. the sacred scriptures. So, yes. You are the salt. You are the the salt of the world, or or the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. You're the light of the world. Uh, we stop there. We 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 uh, turn a, a deaf ear to the uh, what Jesus went on to say. If the salt goes flat, yep, it's good for nothing, than to be trampled underfoot. I'm the vine. You're the branches. But if you uh, uh, if you don't live according to my commandments, and and, and certainly the the, uh, the commandment to love, I mean, what are the, the two great commandments? Love the Lord your God with your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. That's the greatest commandment. The second is like it: love your neighbor as you love as you love yourself. Well, those two great commandments. If we just stop there. Uh, you know, and it's and and we'll get into this. We don't have time today. In fact, Nick, I can't. I don't see the clock here, so I don't know what time it is. Um, what time is it? Anyway, uh, if we just stop there, we got to understand those two great commandments are a summation of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. The first commandment referring to the first three commandments in reference to God. You have but one God. Not multiple gods, one God. You worship the Lord your God. Uh, you do not have idols, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the rest of the commandments are written in reference to who we are in relation one to another. You know, honor your parents, your mother, and your father, proper authority. Do not lie, do not kill. Neither with your words. I mean, I, what, I, what I had mentioned here, for our part, we have to remove from ourselves false accusations, malicious speech, oppressive behavior. We don't contribute to the toxicity prevalent in society today or in our homes. Our faith compels us. Our faith in Christ compels us to avoid physical, verbal intimidation, to avoid the subtle art of talking down to others, or unjustified criticism and the shaming of others, and that's what we've been. That, that's we're the recipients of this mm-hmm. from our, our our own shepherds in too many instances. In order to propagate a whole new way that is not the way. What's Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And, and yes, of course, this is, this is about, you know, the, the church is Catholic. The church is universal. We have this gospel mandate to go out and to, to preach. As, as, as I just read, Jesus said, All power in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. And so this idea that uh, we can just... Well, let me just say this. You know, when I... And I've mentioned this before, but I don't want to go on all the, into the details, but when I quote Jesus in the farewell discourse, th- those were his last words, 
to the disciples before his high priestly prayer, before he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, to say yes, that he would lay down his life, allow himself to be taken by force, to be interrogated, found guilty of quote-unquote insurrection, scourged, crowned with thorns, crucified, well, stripped naked, by the way, this is God in the flesh, our God. I mean, do, it, it, it comes down to the question, do we believe? Do we even believe? How can you stand before Jesus crucified, that messianic hour, God in the flesh, love taken to the extreme, the greatest attribute of God is mercy, who will come to judge the living and the dead, will judge. His suffering, death, and resurrection wasn't for naught. It wasn't to give us a free license to do anything we want, whenever we want, however we want. No, it was a, it was a call to conversion, a call to, to live in the dignity of who we are, to make, uh, or to, 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 to love in a sacrificial way, uh, not to just, uh, again, be egocentric, selfish, expect everybody or the world to revolve around me, but rather to look beyond myself to God and to my neighbor. Uh, because in... in, 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 in uh, Love the Lord your God, love your, love your neighbor as yourself, God, neighbor, and self. But it means it, adhering to God's command. Uh, did we hear this last week? We're going to hear it next, uh, this coming week, I don't recall, but I think it's this coming Sunday. The commandments. Don't think I've come to take the commandments away. They're binding on all people for all time. And so what, uh, what the, the, the trajectory seems to be toward a truly changing the face of the church, that it become something we no longer recognize and and to 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 give so so I was gonna so I, what I wanted to say is, and we're just about out of time. Jesus said to the apostles in his farewell discourse, "On account of me, you will be hated, you will be persecuted, but have courage. You're gonna have trouble in this world, but have courage and be at peace. I've conquered the world, and they all but Judas." Who, betray, who, who betrayed the Lord, and, and his, his life ended in despair. And John, who went to the cross, but was still imprisoned in Patmos, but the rest of the apostles, they were all martyred. And down through the ages, even to our present time, it continues to happen. So how, how, how can we ignore or try to redefine what it means to go out to make disciples of all nations when we know that Jesus liberates us, heals us, he created us, redeemed us, and wants to sanctify us. We're in a very strange place. Yes, we are. Something to think about, really, huh? Something to think yeah. about, but we're not children. We're not children. We've got to defend our faith is the saints of old. Almighty God, bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Ciao. What's there to say when the world makes no sense? Do we search deeper truths or sit on the fence? Can you see?
the inside is right, it's time to be stirred.